0: Welcome to another episode of Lots of a Trillionaire. It is October twelfth, Monday, ten seventeen AM <laughs> Sorry for the For the hiatus yesterday. I've been sick. You know? It's scary to be sick nowadays in these times because you be like, Do I got corona? <laughs> but it's not. I'm just just a simple cold. But what's scary is that everybody in my family you know, caught this cold because, of course, that's what happens when you're living in a closed environment with a bunch of people. <laughs> a highly contagious virus like the cold or corona can swoop in. But luckily, it's, it's most likely just a common cold for all of us. Um, but uh, I feel mostly better today. Mostly better. And um, I really want to talk about... I had this dream yesterday. Last night. Not last night, but the night before. Saturday night. Sunday morning. That's when I really felt bad. Like, for some reason, the back of my... Like, the... My middle... Not my middle back. I guess you could say my root chakra. The base of my spine. this (laughs) That center. Was uh, hurting a lot. And... Still trying to understand this whole spiritualism thing You know It seemed to me that I was overbalanced Into this whole being rooted thing Being grounded in And um, My basis of reality Which was you know Which is science Which is this this desire to logically explain Every single thing <laughs> And um, it was like I said I realized it was like I said A couple podcasts ago A couple episodes ago You know the world is full of mysteries, you know. There it's a dance between spirituality and science. A dance between what we can't explain today and what we cannot, what we have to experience today. Both are valid ways of looking at the world. However, it's you have to have that balance, you know. Simply for the simple fact of the matter is that today or whatever your present day is, When there are things that you cannot explain with science You can't just Fill it up with assumptions And we as as humans When we have When we see something We automatically make assumptions We automatically run a simulation in our brain Almost to try to figure out what's going on there We try to connect patterns And all that stuff That's what our brain does It's pretty interesting You know Um, I listened to the Lex Friedman podcast the other day With uh, Lisa Feldman they were talking about how the human brain—it doesn't, it's not—it's it's not a matter of, you know, making categories. Like we usually think about intelligence as a system of categories of, you know, oh this goes there, that goes there, stuff like that. But it's really a system of projections, a system of templates, of prototypes, of thinking. Hey, this is the, this is the general idea of what a tree is, for instance, right? And it's not a matter of slotting things into you know the the tree category it's a matter of how close is this to the quote-unquote ideal version of a tree or the first version of a tree that i saw or the average you know um version of a tree average appearance behavior so on and so forth of a tree or a bird or anything that we see in reality and that's an interesting distinction that's an important distinction because our brains Automatically adjust These projections These prototypes of what is What The reason why it's so It's important to, to separate that from a category Is because a category is like a bucket Right? You rarely ever change What goes in that bucket Or where that bucket is located Or anything like that It may be close in some ways To liking it as a bucket But projections are ever changing It's like it's It's fluid Right? The more we see every every single time we see something, it changes our projection just a little bit, changes our prototype just a little bit. That's why it's so important to have diversity, right? Because our brain is searching for that, that difference. It's searching for something new. That's why we get that dopamine rush whenever we see something new. Because our brain is like, that's important. <laughs> right? That's different. Take a look at that. Does that does that come close to anything that we've seen before? Right. And so in terms of spirituality and science, we're always gonna see things that we cannot explain immediately, you know? And if we simply try to boom explain it with science or with religion or whatever our belief system is, our major root our major belief system that we're rooted in. Sorry, I'm not sure if you hear that train. If we try to root it, root our assumptions into whatever our major belief system is, we often err. We often, you know, get into a sense of error where we're assuming this is following the same patterns as, you know, this scientific phenomenon or this religious belief or this, that, and the other. All right? And that's how we make mistakes. That's how we make these bad assumptions about people, about about events About so much About the world is because we're assuming That it's going to follow The same patterns That we've seen before And so we have to learn How to distinguish Something that belongs In the quote unquote You know, science bucket In the science projection Or the I really I'm, I'm mistaken there It's really a way of thinking It's not a matter of Placing them in buckets It's a way of Of Looking Of uh, perceiving You know What we're looking at Because our mind's going to place it In these different projections Either way Looking at it as a science thing Or as a spirituality thing Or anywhere in between Is a matter of understanding Of learning how to understand that thing Right And of course I'm coming with the Coming up with this on the fly That's how I Understand things myself I talk through it I You know Try to Imagine myself teaching other people or or communicating with other people. That's, you know, my method of understanding things So yeah for me, i like to base everything in science and logical explanations And that sounds logical in our technical world in our 21st century The problem with that of course is that not everything can be explained by science yet And maybe we will never be able to explain everything by science. People always like to think that we're getting close to the end of science, right? The end of um, of searching for knowledge, that there's, you know, we know everything. (laughs) But anybody that is curious about the world, that is actually paying attention to what is out there, will realize that there are far more things that we cannot explain than there are things that we can explain. And the more knowledge we have, about the world, the more we actually learn about the world, the bigger, the bigger the surface area of our unexplainable things is. I got that from a, I think, a Vsauce video or Veritasium video on YouTube. They're very smart guys over there. Um, but they pointed out it's, it's a very simple visual, right? Draw a circle on a piece of paper, a small radius, about maybe you can give it two, two three inches radius. Color it in that's the, that's, That circle is the things that we know <laughs> It's the things that we can explain and, can ex- and and use science on And this that and the other Right. Now draw another circle outside of that circle About 3 to 6 inches Wide Around that circle Around that smaller circle That, that bigger circle Is the things that we know we don't know <laughs> Like we look around and we say That's weird I don't know what that is but maybe we can figure it out, right? That's that circle. And then beyond that, everything beyond that, every single thing beyond that is the things that we don't know we don't know. (laughs) It's amazing, right? So as you see, as the circle grows, as the inner circle grows, both of the other ones grow as well. So there will always be more things that we simply do not know and simply do not know that we do not know. <laughs> and this is where spirituality comes in place. Because we humans, we have actually evolved over the last 100,000 years to believe in something bigger than us. You can look this up. This is, a, this is how the brain works, right? This is why things like religion and, you know, prayer and all this, well, that's religion too, but in terms of meditation and all this other stuff, that's why this stuff sticks so hard. It's not because we are illogical beings. It's because deep down we know that there are far more things in the universe that we can never explain. Or maybe, I'm not going to say never. But <laughs> you get my point here. There are more things in the universe that we are going to... T- <laughs> it's just beyond us. right? There are always going to be more things that we have, are going to be trying to explain, trying to learn, trying to explore. And so the place of spirituality, the place of believing in something bigger, is the, is the place of not replacing assumptions, or not replacing ignorance with assumptions. It's instead saying, hey, there's something I don't know there, and I'm going to experience that. I'm not going to be scared of it. I'm not going to be... I'm not going to run from it, or maybe... I got to see if I have to run from it, but... All right? The only way... If the only only way for you to explain... To understand something that you cannot explain... uh, Actually, let me back that up. I'm thinking about it like this. I think that because there are so many things that we cannot explain, the only way to understand things that we cannot explain is to experience it. All right? That first hand experience. And to try to connect with it on a different scale. On a some could say deeper scale. Deeper level. But it's really just a different one. For instance, if I, you know, We have this intrinsic fear of the dark. We have this intrinsic fear of some monster or some some predator, some danger lurking in the dark. And because of that we fill it up with things. Right? You might fill it up with a burglar, somebody trying to break in your home, something as mundane as that. Or you might try to fill it up with, you know, some, I don't know, snake, spider, whatever your fear is. Or you might try to fill it up, fill it up with something spiritual, with, with a ghost, right? With a demon. And why is that? It's not because you're illogical. At least not normally. <laughs> it's because we try to fill up ignorance with assumptions. We, we abhor a vacuum. Our minds abhor a vacuum. Our minds abhor the unknown. Because the unknown is full of danger, of risk of danger. And so we can't just sit there and let it be, right? That's just not how we evolved. That's just not how we were created. Co- I'm not going to say created, but how our minds were created over years of evolution, All right? We didn't grow up to be like, oh, this, it's dark out there. Let's, uh, let's just walk in the dark. <laughs> no, that's dumb. We would have got killed. <laughs> you know, we would have ran into danger left and right. It makes sense why we're scared of the unknown. We had to fill it up with stories, with things. that say, hey, be careful. Don't walk into the dark. Don't go over there. Don't do that, you know, because there might be danger makes perfect sense why you would do that. It's hard for us to kind of know that these days a lot of times because our world seems to be so full of light and everything like that, but any anybody that ever walked down a dark alley or drove down a dark street or walked even down a dark street no street lights, you know that feeling. You know that intrinsic that that deep feel of fear, that anxiety that Something is out there watching you, you know, <laughs> ready to pounce on you. And our mind is not just going to be like, just wave it around and be like, "Hey, that's uh, don't worry about it. It's just uh, it's just dark." <laughs> no, we're going to fill it up. We're going to be like, "Oh, this, it's a predator. It's this. It's that. It's that." And so, for me, and I think for many people, spirituality, religion, anything like that—that's not strictly science. It's a matter of understanding the unknown. And I personally like spirituality beyond something like mere faith-based mentality, such as religion. Because spirituality still involves a, a process of understanding. Right? With religion, a lot of the times, maybe it's been corrupted, I don't know. Maybe, but I think it's too easily corrupted if, it's, if it has been corrupted. But the fact is, with religion, with faith-based mentality... It's very rare that you're gonna question things. (laughs) That you're gonna seek to understand what's going on in a deeper level. Why, you know, this happens. It just says, oh, God did it. It's God's plan. God's gonna help, right? But spirituality, meditation, this idea of chakras and all this stuff, this allows you to put the ball back in your court. To realize that you have the power to change your life. Right? That there is no God's plan. However, there is a larger power that you can tap into to help you through difficult times. You know, they call that power, um, I was listening to a thing last night, what was it called? The atch ach Realm, I don't know, I gotta look at it again. But <laughs> I'm not there yet, but I'm saying that when you meditate, you know, when you do guided meditation or, you know, like I'm doing, look, listening to Sam Harris, uh, Waking Up With Sam Harris and stuff like that. They always talk about how you're connecting to a larger thing right and you feel it when you're meditating you feel this sense of going almost beyond yourself that you're connected with your environment right with something bigger and over the last couple hours and days you know while I was sick I got to do a lot of thinking about that you know because we hear things like, you know, the placebo effect where almost 50% of um, of people and a number of drug tests that they've done were able to cure themselves with, with fake pills <laughs> just because they believed that it was going to help them. That seems absolutely ridiculous, you know. It doesn't seem like something you can explain with science, right? Of course, we're, we kind of can. I mean, we're getting there. <laughs> But honestly, spirituality explains a lot better, right? It's a simple fact that you can tap into your your brain. You can tap into the quote unquote energy centers of your body, right? The nerve centers, the gastric centers, the spinal cord, all this stuff, right? And you can kind of communicate with your body and get it to work (laughs) how you think it should work. Get it? moving properly, right? And there's no magic in that, right? It sounds a little mysterious, it sounds a little woo-woo, but it's not. It's facts that, you know, there is a placebo effect, and if you believe in something hard enough, I'm not going to say it like that, but (laughs) if you really believe in something bigger than yourself, right, at the core, then you're able to tap into something in your own minds that is really amazing, and that's that, this ability to heal ourselves, this ability to to push through adversities. Like, it's so surprising how, how, how much we humans can endure. right? What we can adapt to. What we can go through and still be strong on the other side. It's absolutely amazing. You always hear these stories of people going through really tough things. Everything from concentration camps to torture and all this other stuff. You know? And a lot of those people are able to come out the other side. Without being broken Don't get me wrong Some people A lot of people Do get broken (laughs) It's really messed up But some people They can come out The other side And You know So as I was You know Coming Working through this sickness This cold Trying to Get my body Like convince myself That I can heal myself Right (laughs) But it's so difficult um, because for me, like again, I ground everything in like science, super logical. But I realized I'm kind of over logical, right? I'm biasing myself to, to, towards science when science simply cannot explain everything, not yet. You know, we, we might be years, if not decades, off from explaining how something as simple as the placebo effect really works, how to replicate that effect, you know, reliably. We're probably decades off from that. We simply do not know enough about the human brain, right? So instead of trying to replace that with one of these kooky ideas of, oh, you you only ever use 10, 20% of your brain, you know. (laughs) No, we always use 100% of our brain, right? That's facts, we know that. But when you meditate, when you believe in something bigger than yourself, when you believe there's something out there that can help you to get through tough times, then you're able to tap into that placebo effect, reliably, at least more reliably than if you didn't. Because if you don't actually believe in the placebo effect, it doesn't work. Simple as that. You know. We don't know why yet, but it, that's just how it is. <laughs> so um, I got way off track. I was gonna talk about my dream. I'm not sure if there's any point. It's kind of long now, but might as well. Y'all here, right? If you're listening to this. <laughs> Um, so in my dream on Saturday night, I had this uh I was in one of my old houses um and there was a giant spider just sitting on the couch, <laughs> just chilling giant spider i mean like the size of my my waist like waist high like really big, like you know eight like a freaks almost. Well, that's, those are way bigger, but you get what I mean. It's really big. It was black with red kind of all around its carapace, I guess you call it. Not like a black widow, but like, I don't know. I don't know spiders. And I'm not really scared of spiders. I mean, I'm not friendly to spiders. Like <laughs> I'm like, ooh, that's a cute little spider. No, but I'm not arachnophobic or anything like that, right? And... But this one, it was like, in my dream, it was absolutely terrifying to me. Like, I saw it. I was coming from the back of the of the house, walking down the hallway, and I saw it. It was just kind of looking at me. I was like, oh, snap. What the hell? I was like, oh, whoa. <laughs> I ran in the back. I was like, oh, my gosh, there's a giant spider out there. Everybody looked at me like, what? And they, everybody ran up to look at it. And it's just everybody just went about their day. It was like, oh, okay. And he just, you know, walked by it. It didn't do anything. It was just sitting there looking at people. I think it was looking at the wall, really, until I came and looked at me or something like that. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't stay here. I got I to gotta run upstairs. I got to tell more people. Like, why are, these, why are my folks not scared about this? You know? And it was weird because my dad, he is arachnophobic. Like, He's really, he's a small little and He's like, <laughs> right? And uh, he didn't react this big old spider on the couch and so eventually I worked up the courage I guess you can say not really but I just ran right past the spider and ran upstairs <laughs> and I turned around the thing was chasing me but I mean it wasn't really it was going kind of fast but it was kind of just just following me really But I thought it was chasing me and um I ran upstairs and some people um, some guests came at the door I was like, oh my gosh, watch out. They opened the door. I see a big old spider. It was like, whoa. And it just came inside. (laughs) So everybody saw the spider. But they act like it wasn't a a, a big deal. And this is, again, a big freaking black and red spider. You can see his mandibles. You know, probably imagine it's poisonous or something. I don't know. And, um, the dream basically ended there. Right? I just kept... Just staring at the thing. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I tried to shoot outside a little bit. Um, but I was too terrified to get like, any closer or anything like that. But when I woke up, I had this feeling that the spider wasn't going to harm me or anything like that. It just had a, I don't know, a message to give me or, you know, once to it touch me or something like that. To show me that you know, I had nothing to fear. And it was such a weird dream because, number one, I've been trying to have lucid dreams for a long time, (laughs) haven't been successful yet, and I haven't had, I haven't remembered my dreams in a while too, like a couple weeks, So this is like one of the first dreams i remembered in a while, well, no, I had another dream a couple days ago, but that, you know, this is like one of two dreams that I've had in like a a couple weeks at least. And it was so weird because, again, I'm not that scared of spiders, right? I think I regard spiders the same as most people. You know, they're like things to be wary of. But I'm not terrified of them. In my dream, I was absolutely terrified. And I was like, why? You know, especially after seeing that it passed my entire family and didn't bother them. And nobody else was bothered by it. Like, why was I so scared? You know? So I asked myself this and I was like, I think dream was kind of like a message because people like to say, you know, your dreams are sort of messages or sort of ways for your brain to process what is going on and while, while you're conscious, right? It takes in all this information that we don't usually think about. Like we automatically ignore almost 80 to 90% of the information that we, you know, get throughout the day in terms of all of our senses, all of the things that we're thinking and feeling and stuff like that. And so when you sleep, it's your brain's time to process through all of that, to put things in short term from short term into long term memory to you know make connections and all this stuff that's why sleeping is so important and so and and that night too i I was like i couldn't sleep for a long time right like i was up to like four in the morning tossing and turning too hot too cold so when I eventually went to sleep and had this dream, I was like, what, what the world, man? <laughs> I was very annoyed. But yeah, I think this dream was telling me, it was processing my fear, my anxiety. Not of spiders, but of a general sense of fear or anxiety about my own kind of abilities of my ability to, you know, accomplish my goals to do what I set set out to do, to have the skills that I want, to build my skills, to get hired, you know, as a UX designer. Mundane stuff, right? But also really my fears of this spirituality thing. This spirituality journey that I'm on. Right? That I, I'm not I'm not gonna believe it. That I'm never gonna I had this fear This intrinsic fear inside of me that I'm never going to really understand this spirituality thing. That I'm never going to be able to accept it. Right? To use it to my gain. Because I kept trying to explain everything with science when science is just not there yet. That's why I said a couple episodes like you know, spirituality and science is a dance. And, you know, sometimes we can explain things... We have the tools, we have the knowledge necessary to begin, you know, moving that circle out. But most of the time, there's a lot of things that we simply cannot explain. And so these are going in a dance with each other. You know, they're back and forth, back and forth. I say back and forth because even when, you know, we're able to explain things, we create more kind of pockets of inexplicability, such as randomness, such as the black box with um, artificial intelligence. Like, why is this AI that somebody coded? You know, why is this algorithm doing this, <laughs> right? Why, why is it bringing this up? Why is it doing that? A lot of people, most of us don't know. I, I want to say, and a lot of these advanced algorithms with Google, YouTube, Facebook, and all that stuff, even the developers don't really know why <laughs> it's doing that. Yes, they coded up the algorithms, but it was thousands of people working on this machine And now it's picking up Stuff that we can't really We can't 100% point to All the ingredients that led Or all the the little um, The little data You know all the data that led up to this decision To why did this algorithm Show this person this video on this day You know so and so on and so forth We can't really explain that And so that brings up that That ends up creating pockets of, you know, inexplicability in our own quote unquote modern century things of of things that we've built, things that we can now create, right? We have these houses. And yet, you know, anybody that ever <laughs> lived in an old house can tell you that it's creepy. Why is it creepy? Like somebody just built this house, blah 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 blah. And yet we have these stories that somebody died there or there's ghosts and all this other stuff, right? So even when we Know Alright When we When we Move that circle out We still create we, Like I said before We create even more things That we do not know And more things that we don't know We don't know And so that's something that I'm learning to Deal with on my journey To not fear the unknown To not fear Not being able to explain the unknown you know i'm learning to get into this whole experiencing spirituality i keep saying it because i'm hoping that one day i'll believe it <laughs> that one day i'll be able to understand it i keep trying to explain it in these podcasts and these entries audio journal entries because you know it helps me to process it that one day i really be able to sink my teeth into you know, this whole spirituality thing. And and be able to make use of all this amazing knowledge and, you know, confidence and this amazing stuff people experience <laughs> with spirituality. Just like science, spirituality is a journey of, of understanding. But with science, it's a matter of Performing experimentations to try to understand, to try to under to try to explain how to, you know, whether or not this is wrong. Stuff like that, but spirituality it's a matter of understanding too. You can even say it's a matter of experiments, but it's more about experiencing more things so that you can understand it. So your experiments are less about trying to explain how this is possible And more about trying to experience how this is possible Or what is possible Trying to experience, you know, what you can make happen But yeah, I guess this is a good way, place to end As always, please let me know what you think about this episode And what you're thinking in general What you'd like to do in your life And what you're doing today To further your life You can contact me at Elijah Claude E-L-I-J-A-H-C-L-A-U-D-E On Gmail, Twitter, Instagram YouTube And I love to uh, Speak with you Love to have a conversation about This whole journey About anything really (laughs) because <laughs> conversations Are a great way to understand more about the world Conversations with other Human beings and Other intelligences When we eventually find these artificial intelligences Or create artificial intelligence Or find, you know, aliens or whatever <laughs> So, um, yeah Thanks again for listening I hope you learned something I hope you, you know Took something away from this episode as well and uh yeah yeah i'm gonna get off see ya thanks for listening bye-bye have a nice day see ya